Hey everybody, this is Rob Liefeld. You are listening to another edition of Observations. We have a great, amazing show for you guys today. We have um, none other than the amazing, uh, stupendous, spectacular Eric Larson. Eric Larson is a, uh, he is an image founder. He is an image comics partner. He is simply the most prolific uh, creator of his age. Way, I mean, literally we are talking almost, not quite, but almost uh, 40 years of uh, contributing to the comic book uh, uh, world. Eric has done it all. He has done comics for DC. He has done comics for Marvel. He has done comics for Eclipse Comics, for AmeriComics. Um, he, he is obviously his long-running Savage Dragon, the, the current longest run by anyone who is writing, penciling, inking their own work. What he has done is simply phenomenal. When we all banded together in 1992 to launch Image Comics, I don't think any of us knew the dedication that Eric Larson would have to his title, Savage Dragon. Uh, he never looked back. He has produced it nonstop as Image Comics approaches its 30th year, and it has never been more entertaining, never been better. Uh, Dragon continues to draw new eyeballs, fresh um, fresh attention, and the most respect in the comics industry because, again, this is the one-man show of Eric Larson has been bringing this to you since it launched in the summer of 1992. Along the way, prior to Savage Dragon, he did some of the best Spider-Man stories Marvel Comics has published in the last 35 years. His uh, Twice he was tasked with following um, Todd McFarlane's runs on Amazing and the adjective list, just Spider-Man comic, and Eric showed up and just blew the doors off with um, spectacular contributions to the canon. And in fact... Uh, there is no Woody Harrelson, uh, no Carnage, no, uh, Cletus Cassidy without Eric Larson, who gave you Woody Harrelson, uh, in, in, in his contributions along the way to Amazing Spider-Man and obviously Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage is, uh, uh, you know, pits Tom Hardy's Venom versus Woody Harrelson's, uh, Carnage. And just, you should know that Woody Harrelson uh, as Carnage, as Cletus, is a product of the visual representation that Eric Larson created for the character. So it's exciting. Um, Eric, along the way, did Doom Patrol. He did the DNA agents. He did Sentinels of Justice. He did, uh, you know, uh, this guy has, has done either interiors or covers or, um, you know, uh, issues of the Hulk, issues of Captain America, a Captain America special. Um, Aquaman, a lengthy run writing Wolverine. Um, literally, uh, I'm going to leave out so many of the credits that Eric Larson has contributed to comic books, but he is always an exciting talent. And today we were fortunate enough that he stopped by and we could share some time. And um, it is an, a really fun interview that I was able to do with my buddy. Uh, I, I respect Few people in this industry, as much as I respect Eric Larson, it is an honor that he was able to sit with us for as long as he did and share as many stories as he did. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Larson. Eric Larson, I cannot even believe that you agreed to be on my show with me. <laughs> so hello, Eric, I'm so excited you're here today. I literally, 
I, I cannot thank you enough for uh, for chatting with me today. Because, dude, um, as as everyone who listens regularly to the show, or and honestly, you know this, it's the stuff we talk about when we're eating burgers. Um, <laughs> I cannot uh, believe the prolific nature of your your entire catalog of work. I am literally blown away as I've gotten older and and it was 20 years ago when I really kind of had to reassess what I wanted to do in comics, why I wanted to do comics. And for me, it really came about collecting trade collections, making hardcovers, oversized things. And 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 I was like, wow, I don't I don't have enough of these. I need to make more bodies of work. And I'm like, good God. I mean, Larson is so far ahead of everybody in this in this world of productivity as as peers and here we are what what issue of dragon are you drawing um 261 at this point 261 now people eric larson uh penciled inked wrote all of those issues it, it is it is a feat there is nobody, there's no person who has achieved that same goal. Is is that correct? If I'm wrong, let me know. Um, there are other people who have done a body of work that's pretty impressive. So it's are we talking um, Cerebus? Are we talking Cerebus? Well, Cerebus, he had a background guy, so you can kind of go, okay, he's out because he had a background guy. <laughs> um but yeah, those that was a long run. That's 300 issues. Uh, one guy writing and drawing with uh, help with a background dude. For much um, of yeah, I just I mean again, I've I've seen you. The last time I saw you creating pages, I think 2017, we went up to Portland for the 25th anniversary. Uh, I think Valentino had put something together, and an image took us all out to dinner um, in your hotel room. And you were doing the oversized pages at that time. Yeah. So when did you go? When did you go bigger? Is that has that been twenty years, ten years? Uh, it's, I think issue one ninety four was the first one where I went big, um, and and I'm not going quite as big as that now, just because it was such a pain in the ass to scan. Okay. Oh no, I, I hate scanning my work. I it's 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 <laughs> the hill I refuse to you don't have an assistant, right? I don't have an assistant. No, I don't. So uh, it's just it's just me in here doing whatever yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, scanning, I don't have it. Yeah. I don't have a Josh Eichhorn anymore. And you haven't for a long time, right? I mean oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't had anybody in here. No, scanning there. is the great and, and when Josh was here, he didn't he wasn't doing any of that nonsense because it was a yeah. whole different different ball game at that point. So I think people don't understand the the, the 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 relief we feel after the upload is complete. Upload complete. Oh, like, yeah. oh that is like yeah. Mine, it, mine at this point is I'm I'm uh, I marry the lettering to the artwork at the end of it, and I'm doing all the color correction and stuff like that. So it's it's not quite a comic book. And then the lettering comes in, and I've got the final few pages of the coloring, and then and then suddenly. I'm putting all this stuff together because I want to put, uh, I want to integrate the the uh, sound effects with the art so that if there's a sound effect that goes behind a hand, I can put the hand in front and all that stuff. And 
it's just part of the process that I enjoy doing. Like I want the that balloon's got to be exactly where I want that balloon to be. So I'm gonna if it needs to be adjusted a little bit this way or that, I'll do that. So that I'm because there always inevitably ends up being tangents to with this and that and and too much of the comic books I'm seeing. It's obvious that the that the lettering was just floating on top of it all, and it doesn't look right. Sometimes there's little ghost lines around stuff and whatever. But you know, for years I was having stuff lettered on the boards, and I just had it lettered on the boards till till really late, like issue 186, I think, 187 was the last one that was lettered on the boards. So it's pretty far down the road. And as soon as I wasn't having a letter on the boards, it was like, I don't have to have, draw this at any particular size. I could, I can try doing it uh, twice up, the old school twice up way. Let's try that out. And that's when I was like, if, if I was having to send those boards to somebody to letter on the physical artwork, forget it. That would be, that would be madness. Because the art is just, it's too big to mail, essentially. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's just going to come back and it'll be some some beat up rag. So I was like, you know, it's staying in the house. It doesn't have to go out the door. I can just scan it here. It, it doesn't matter. I can work any size. And in fact, I've done issues where uh, pages were various sizes. Because I'm finding as I'm doing this that while this process works great for uh getting in detail and getting in uh, involved backgrounds and stuff like that. What can happen is you kind of lose the figure because it's so damn big on the drawing board that you, you'll be like, I'm drawing the top of it. And then I'm drawing the, the shoulders. Now I'm down to the legs. And then you <laughs> kind of pull back and look at it from across the room. And it's like, oh, that guy's legs are super tiny. What the hell? And the proportions get a little whacked because you're you're not taking it all in at the same time so i i, I found like oh, if i'm doing a uh, a page that's a just a close-up on somebody's head if i'm drawing that huge there's all kind of problems so i just like i'm, I'm going to do some of these pages a little bit smaller and then some of these are going to be bigger and then that was a nightmare because then i had to adjust everything and the gutter size was all over the map so uh at this point, I'm kind of doing a middle between the old school tiny and 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 the huge, which I was doing for a while. But I want to be able to get a little bit more detail in than I could when I was doing it the original size where we started in. But just doing it the huge size just got to be too unwieldy. And I was and I like I say, I was losing some of that proportion stuff it was getting a little wacky well when i like like i said and when i walked into your hotel room and you got it out on your you know hotel desk and it was a double page the a double pager on oversized is like a punch in the face you're like what the that thing is enormous <laughs> each sheet is a shield in and of itself and uh like i said that's what the thing i love always about again your work is you really you you aren't scared to go ridiculously large with your actions with your shots. Um, it's the stuff that I've always been drawn to, uh, and 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 you you excel at it. And so going that big, you're like, holy shit! It's 
<laughs> that's a lot of work. That's even more like, you know, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's twice the real estate is the thing. I also was like, this is, this is actually a lot of work. You know, I was doing a, a couple of panels with, uh, with black with stars, BWS, which is what a penciler would, you know, for our listeners, uh, shortcuts for like, Hey, do a space field back here. Um, this takes place in space, BWS black with stars. And, uh, I was doing a couple of those yesterday going, man, I, filling in these black spaces and then dotting all these, you know, and, and here's where you go. Oh, Rob, I, I figured that out. I do that on a pattern. I wouldn't surprise me or, or, or some computer yeah, program yeah. you have. You, um, but, 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 but like, I'm like, I can't imagine how, how big those panels would be if they were on that like size. But again, the, 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 the people should know the reason that artists do the two size up is so that they get even more detail. That's why Eric's work yeah. has been reproduced so well. I have all of your phone books until you stop doing the phone books um, to, 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 to right to my left here on the desk. And, uh, and I, I mean, I gotta tell you, Eric, again, I've always been such an insane fan uh, and, and seeing your work in black and white as the older I get, I just want to see everybody's work in black and white. I love the stuff when I see it in color, but then there's that, it's just like seeing an original page and, and you oh, yeah, see yeah. all the, the work on it, but the black and white and Eric, you're, Oh, Man, these, these notes. Well, still, I still do those books in black and white. I, I, I've got ten volumes at this point. So okay, it's collected up. To, it's collected up to two fifty, but you know I got to get the next twenty five done before I can. Okay, <laughs> I need to go find. I need to go find about four of those. Yet I, I, I stopped. I, I didn't think they were. I have through six. Um, oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's through ten at this point. Okay. Um, yeah, I highly recommend them. Uh, they're like the Marvel Essentials. It's newsprint. It's black and white. It's scanned directly from the art. You see all of the crazy detail. Um, and 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 I mean, uh, the other thing, like again, Eric, the thing that I've always liked about, I think you're very versatile. It's why I've always a fan because I was a fan of your work before I broke in. Um, I, I when would that Megaton have come out? Would that have been out in 1983 or 1984? I don't know. With Vanguard, it was pretty early on. The, um, I mean, the stuff that was before that was was uh, graphic fantasy, which you didn't see. Probably, I would never have seen that. Yeah, that that stuff. I, I I'm aware of that because I'm I'm up on your history. But like, I yeah. just I, I, I was a so fan. That was in 1981 is when those came out, Whoa. and um, Gary Carlson hired me. Uh, it was 82. It was 82. He so he hired me at that point. Like I was okay. working for him in 1982. That's when I started. Um, and so I think it, I think it did take him a couple of years before those, before the first one came out. I don't, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on the date on that. Back when the San Diego Comic Con was in the, the smaller, you know, venue. Uh, and that's the first time my dad took me was 83. We went up on the train from Orange County. And one of the first vendors I came across on his table, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never seen these many comic books for sale. There've been some Disneyland conventions that I had seen, but you know, I was completely as a as a, I guess I was 15, just blown away uh, by the comics. And I saw this comic with Butch Geis art on it, and I was a fan of Butch, and it was the character of Megaton Man, Gary Carlson's Megaton Man creation, oh, and Megaton. in it, 
And I'm sorry, Megaton. You're right. You're right. Damn it, Megaton. It's Megaton. I made the. Oh, I can't believe I slipped. Yeah, there's like Don Don Simpson's in there screaming. Oh. I'm 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 in the penalty box right now. It's just Megaton. So I saw Megaton with this Butch Guys cover, and I was a Butch Guys fan, which made me pick it up. And then I discovered your work on the Vanguard script uh, strip in there, the 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 story. And yeah. then honestly, like 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 you said, it probably it took him so long because then I start I started getting your work in AmeriComics. Um, uh, uh, I think you did Sentinels of Justice, Paragon. Is that it, or is yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that? Um, uh, did you do Fem Force or no? Um, I did not. I did. Uh, I think an issue and a half of Night Vale. Okay. And then, right. yeah, I did some some weird stuff there. I also did the the last issue of uh, Vic Bridges did a uh, Phase One Phasers. I did the last issue of that. Yes. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And, and you did. Which DNA is a weird ass thing to do, but they're like, Vic has taken forever for whatever yeah. reason, and, and you know we're having trouble with him. We need we need a warm body, and it's like I'm, I'm your man. So. I, I saw, Eric, I grabbed that. I picked it up again. I loved it. I I, I you, you had this. Um, it was a cool time for like. Like Art Adams had come on the scene, Mignola, those guys had been around for a little while. Then there was like you and, and guys like Kevin McGuire, but it was um and obviously Todd was doing Infinity, I think right before then. But like it was an age of of where like new talent was coming in. And I as a comic book fan was like eating it all up because I wanted to follow all of you guys. I think I met you. I'm pretty sure you were in attendance, uh 1985 Chicago Comic Con. Uh, if not, it's 86. I'm off by a year if I'm off. Yeah. And you had uh, the pencils to your Thor Hulk uh, issue that I think Jim uh -huh. Shooter wrote. J J Jim Shooter wrote that, right? Uh, Jim Shooter and I plotted it at okay. a Chicago convention. Um, we, we sat down together and kind of talked through what that was going to be. And then, so I, I, that was really the, the, the Stanley quote Marvel method where um, there was no written plot. It was just, we, we sat there and we talked it through. I went home, drew it, and then I uh, put liner notes all over the place. And then, uh, you know, it was, it was inked and Stan scripted it. So, so it was like. Uh, and it was, you know, I'm, I'm, I remember seeing your pencils and, and I'm so glad to this day because you had 11 by 17 Xeroxes of this. And uh, I was like, wow, Eric's Marvel now. Again, I, I followed you for AmeriComics. Um, you did DNA Agents issues. If, if, if memory yep. serves, I know you did some covers. You, um, yeah, 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 I did five issues of DNA Agents. Yes. So like I said, dude, and I, I, like, I remember the Saturday afternoons when I would go to my store, Comic Castle. I'm like, yeah, because people, back then, comic books came out on Fridays. And, uh, and so, you know, weekends were even busier. Um, with people, you know, crashing into the store, grabbing their their weekend hauls. Um, I could never get to the stores till Saturday, so hopefully things weren't picked over. But I remember grabbing your DNA agents. Um, you know, I just I that that's such a fun time. But then you're you're doing stuff for Marvel, and that job is inked by Vinny Coletta, isn't it? That Hulk job. Oh yeah, okay. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, of the of the early guys yeah. who inked you in the first your first years, because didn't Willie is Willie Blyberg? Am I pulling that out of my ass? Did did Willie Blyberg ink you? Um, who inked you uh, on DNA agents? Uh, Willie, Willie Blyberg inked me on uh, DNA agents, uh, and Sam Delarosa inked an issue of that too. 
Okay. And then some guy named Chris Carlson, who, as far as I know, has never inked anything else, inked an issue. Okay. So that one, yeah. No, no Jim Sanders? Did Jim Sanders ink you at that point? Uh, Jim Sanders inked some stuff at America Comics, and then he later worked with me on he, – he inked my issue of The Hulk, and he inked uh, – at least a couple issues of the, of the Doom Patrol. Yeah, see, like, like I said, I just, I just, as a fan, it was, it's fun watching because I look. Fans look at us in in some instances, and and I, this is not to be taken literally, but like stocks and bonds. I want to invest in that guy. I want to follow that guy. I want to, yeah. you know, that how I felt about Art Adams or early Mignola or, and 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 there's guys like there's a guy named William Johnson. Who did Daredevil briefly yeah. and then never heard of him again? And I was like, "Well, yeah, you know, yeah. that's that happens a lot, guys." Yeah, the trail yeah. went cold, but uh, I was yeah. you know, too. You know, it's like the, doing the Hulk. It's like, who is this guy? Oh, he's dude, gone. Dude, where did it's Jeff like, Herbert go? Do you know? Yeah, I don't know. No idea. <laughs> yeah, it was so I weird. Think he, I think came to comics from animation and then went right back to animation. I think is is how that went. Yeah, I just uh, so 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 the thing is, and here here's the deal. So so you were at Marvel. Was it six years? Eighty is is it eighty five to ninety one? I mean, or ninety two? Like seven years prior to Image. I mean, no, no, uh, you're, you're bouncing between Marvel and DC. I forgot the Doom Patrol and yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was bouncing around a little bit because I I would do I I mean I had regular gig at uh, DC was the first to give me a regular job. And then I did a Doom Patrol, and I did the last couple issues of uh, The Outsiders before that. Who and then, But I was I was just doing fill and stuff. It was like whoever would give me anything, I would I would just take it just because I was you know hungry and trying to. Were you pretty You were pretty fast, right? I mean, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I needed to be. When I needed what, to be what's the fastest you turned a book around? What What is the fastest? Um, the f well, I mean, I, yeah, what would be the fastest? I mean, I did do that, take the 24 hour comic challenge and did do a, a comic in a day, but that, and, that is, and, a, and, and people should hunt that down. What was it released as? It's, uh, um, that was released as, as both image two in one. And then later I colored it and we put it out as a book called Herculean. Okay. So, so I got the, I have the hardcover Herculean. I was flipping through it. This yeah. Weekend. Yeah. I cannot believe so, you yeah, that, 24 hours. I, I cannot that, believe that it. was done in 24 hours. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But so, um, so, in terms so of we're like, gonna do a whole podcast on that someday because I have so many questions, but I don't want like people to go, wait, I I I I didn't I didn't jump on this <laughs> to hear about Herculean, but I do have I have so many questions because I'm gonna tell you, I don't know. Like my, my questions would be lead time, uh, uh layouts in advance. Any I mean, I just can't believe you did it. I, I literally yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the whole rules on that thing is is you're not supposed to have anything written down. So okay. I I came in there with an idea of uh, what I wanted to do, but it, but that was in my head. I had no sketches of any of the characters, and uh, I just I I kind of knew where I was going with it. So I I came in there with like, all right, I I know basically what I had the the idea was. Two guys go into a, a restaurant, and then across the street, a, a, a bank job is taking place. And and basically, the idea was to get the visuals of the fight 
while these two guys are talking and the, and the, the two never inter intermix with one another. So all you hear is the dialogue of these two guys talking back and forth. There's no dialogue from anybody else. You don't, there's no sound effects from the bank robbery. We don't, we just see the visual, just both basically that trying to get it like this, this will be visually fun to see because you're going to have this big action of, of this bank heist and it'll be, you know, fun to write because it's just two guys, uh, dialogue going back and forth on this stuff. So it's like, let's, let's go, 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 go. So, so and um, people should know there were absolutely, now it was before obviously smartphones, but this happened on site. I read about it on, on the news when in the early two thousands, when the news sites were, were, were all the raids like newsarama. No, no, I'm, I'm just telling people this, this actually has witnesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and uh, Chris Iliopoulos did the, was there with me. And he did oh, one too. So we were both doing ours at the same time. And uh, no, you go. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I don't know where I was at. Um, well, but I, well, I, I was going to say, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the thing I was going to say is the guys talking about the fight are drawn so differently than the heroes. They're more impressionistic. They have, it's a totally yeah. different. It's a different flex for you. The guys at the diner are like these kind of cartoony, like, like they'd be on the peanuts cartoon going, wah, 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 wah. like they're cool looking. And then you've got these traditional superheroes throwing down. And I, I that's all I just wanted to say is I, I yeah, love yeah. the two stylistic approaches. It was, yeah, it was, it was definitely fun to, to mess, mess around with that and do just do different, different styles and stuff like that. And, he, and I had to, cause it's like, you have no time. So you know, better. It's got to be impressionistic. It's got to be fast. You got to be getting onto the next page. Um, but yeah, that was that thing was madness. I'm gonna jump ahead just uh, just a little because we can't right. not like dwell on this um, because I I missed it at first. But our our good friend Robert Kirkman uh, alerted me like hours after one of the recent Venom Let There Be Carnage trailers dropped and he's like did you see the nod to larson it's in the it's in the trailer and i'm like <laughs> no and sure enough they're behind you because people need to know there is no woody harrelson without eric larson um you do a full page uh in i don't i don't have the number um uh brock is in prison with uh with yeah, yeah, yeah. uh Cletus, and that's where they introduce um Woody Harrelson is Cletus. Is it Cassidy? Um, Cassidy. Uh, I just call him Cletus or Cletus. Um, and uh, <laughs> and 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 Eric, were you drawing the Joker with a flesh face? Yeah. When yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was just, it, was, it was. It was not even. It was not even remotely subtle. I was just like, I'll, I'll just draw the Joker. He'll be colored different, and and we're we're done. So so the first appearance of. Uh, of of really carnage, um, and again, it's it's not some passing cameo, you guys. And I'm, and I'm and I haven't looked it up, but I'm sure because again, you want to talk about investing in things. I mean, these these first appearances now go go nuts. And uh, my retail buddies have told me like carnage is through the roof. First appearance of uh, Cletus, and uh, I, I went back and looked at it, and I'm like, oh crap, 
That is, that's Eric having fun, hairstyle, big giant Joker smile. It's you having fun. He and 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 so here's check this out. Before I, when I when I did the mi minimum amount of research before jumping on with you in the last day, there was a Reddit thread in 2017 with that page saying we've got to get Woody Harrelson to play Cletus slash Carnage, and I'm like, holy shit, this is like that's funny. Like I mean, there it is. It's 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 2017. <laughs> it's like two years before. He appears at the end credits of Venom. Like it, it's that when fan casting like gets it right. And uh, obviously whoever started that thread, that, that's why it's so easily you, you look up first appearance of Carnage, Cletus, you boom, immediately get that thread and you look at it and you go, that guy was, was knew what he was talking about. But I mean, I think it's funny. They were casting Woody Harrelson and now he's Woody Harrelson. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I think it's cool. Um, yeah, that's cool. What was that? Was there anything uh, that you left? Did you know he was going to become Carnage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it. And, I, and, knew he and, was, I knew the idea was that he was going to become another Venom guy. I didn't know the name was going to be Carnage at that point. Uh, I just knew, hey, this is this is leading somewhere. So yeah, they. I'm sorry. What did you say? I said I don't get any character equity on that guy. It's like, uh, all right. However, that well, works. Uh, I, I don't like things. Uh, we should talk after the show. Um, the uh, the <laughs> thing is that uh, that that um, the the because uh, you're listed. You again. Um, you go and do an internet search, and your name is on it. It's it's under uh, you know. Michelini, Michelini, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. I met the guy. He's super sweet, nice guy. Clearly yeah, had a, it clearly had a, uh, I mean, did you like his stuff growing up? Like, like he wrote great Iron Man and Avenger stories. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was there for that. Cause, uh, I'm going to tell you of all the stuff that you did. Um, the one way that Kirkman and I get our jollies off. If I want to have a great afternoon talking comics, I, we, <laughs> I call Robert and say, can we talk about Eric Spider-Man? Um, uh, <laughs> dude, I have, I look, we're going to talk a ton about dragon and, 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 and there's going to be plenty of time and, 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 and I don't want to overdwell on the Spider-Man stuff, but I think it is more influential every day. I think that stuff is appreciating in people's minds um, in, 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 when they remember what they loved and in uh, both times you followed Todd, which you filled <laughs> a tall order. Um, and, and I tell you, man, I, I think you did the best Spider-Man of that era. Um, the sinister six that you wrote and drew was that, that, that stuff to me is some of the best Spider-Man comics per produced period. And I, and my favorite Spider-Man stuff is the Gil Kane stuff. Um, but you had a good time. I mean, you had, you, it would be fair to say you had, you enjoyed your time doing Spider-Man. Sure. I mean, it, it was a stretch because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Kirby guy, not a Ditko guy. Okay. So, you know, coming into it going, all right, how am I going to do this? I like drawing these big bulky characters that are doing stuff. This isn't, this isn't really my wheelhouse, but oh. you know, I'm, I'm getting out the, the, all the good guys. It's like, all right, let's get out all the Ditko stuff and let's get out all the Gil Kane stuff. And, and, uh, 
whoever else was doing decent Spider-Man at that point. Frank Miller had done a couple of jobs. It was like, oh, this is awesome. And then uh, that that golden couple jobs in, in Marvel fanfare, it's like, all right, this is the stuff right here. So, you know, you just get all that stuff out and put it in front of you. And that's, and that's, that's the starting blocks and all this stuff. Some of those characters, I was trying to turn back the clock to, uh, like, you know, Flash Thompson. I was like, well, what did Flash Thompson look like originally? And I was like, oh, he's a, he was a guy with, with curly hair. And then over the years, he became Steve Rogers. You know, they just have that, that same haircut that every comic book character had. Where he's just parted on the side and and combed over. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him back to the early Ditko version, give him that old haircut, um, and then same with all the other characters. Try to find what made them unique. You know, just like okay, well, what what how did was Ditko drawing Doctor Octopus's face? What made him a cool looking character? Uh, you know, same with the vulture. Okay, what's with the vulture? What, how how is he doing it? It's like, oh, he had no chin at all. Okay, let me do that. Um, and it was just kind of trying to trying to find what made them cool and to kind of uh, really, I, I was all about trying to repair whatever damage had been done to these characters over the years. Because uh, you know, a lot of them. It's like you look at at Doctor Octopus. And he became kind of a joke. He was like this, you know, this pudgy guy in tights. And it's like, well, that that's no good. Let me make this guy a bigger, stronger, better character. What can I do to, to juice this guy up? Um, I think you drew, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I think you drew the best Doc Ock. Your Doc Ock I, I, is... You know, I, li I like drawing Doc Ock, and, I, and I, that was the whole idea, was let me make this guy a bigger, better version of the character, and part of it was I'm going to have him doing other stuff with his hands all the time and not have him, you know, because he's like, he's a, he's a pudgy dude. Let's not have him be the physical presence. Let's have those arms doing all the damage, and he'll be in the, you know, in the background pouring himself a cup of coffee while his arms just kick the crap out of Spider-Man. It, 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 it accomplished what you wanted. He was creepy, uh, more, more menacing, threatening, and, and, uh, and, and, I mean, definitely like just cooler looking to me. I mean, you, you had him in that suit, and like yeah. you said, the way, the way that the arms would move him, and he, I, I, it, like, it's, it's such a commanding. Doc Ock, I, I, I look, man. I like I said, I really believe you put your um, you put your imprimatur on that. When look, I left, I left the book. When you left the book, I, I didn't. Um, Mark Bagley is a, you know, talented guy, um, but I feel like between Todd's Spider Man, which really doubled down on being, especially his last year, creepy and more dark and in the shadows and and less about movement, um, and then yours, which. Every page is like a hurricane. Um, it's like there's so much motion and action, and it, it is it is from amazing on through Spider-Man. It's so funny to me that you're like, I'm not a you know, I'm not a Ditko guy, I'm a Kirby guy. I'm a, can we talk about the role Gil Kane uh plays? It, do you believe that you have a lot of Gil Kane in your work? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it, uh, I, over the years, the amount of I'm like, I, I really Gil. And I appreciate it because I didn't, he's one of those guys who I have learned 
to appreciate even more. Always liked his work. His Spider-Mans were the stuff that I came in on when Spider-Man got the six arms, the Morbius book uh, story and the lizard. Um, I always loved his stuff, but man, the movement and, and, and the twisting of the figure, I don't think anybody, you do it as good as anybody. And then you, again, I, I think the, the Kirby power is stuff that you just access in your work. Like it's by default. It's like, Oh yeah, that's there. Like, cause, cause it's just, it's just, it, it's so natural to you, the way you frame and, and present things and, and the, the staging, but man, your figure work is off the chain. And I see so much guilt. And like you said about Frank earlier, you, and I'm like, like, again, I've learned how much Frank was into Gil Kane too, unsung. So I, I just didn't like literally, didn't know what you were gonna say, and and now you've said Gil <laughs> plays a huge part in your work. So I'm I'm glad that yeah. I'm not completely. I mean, the, 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 the big guys coming in were, um, I mean, Herb Trimpey was my first guy mm -hmm. because that was just like the, the he was the guy doing the Hulk. He was yep. the guy drawing my first comic I ever bought with my own money, and that was the first book that I was into. I don't know that there's much of Herb's actual work that has made it into onto the printed page that you can go, oh yeah, yeah, he got this from, from her. But um, in terms of what, what's actually made it on the page, definitely uh, Kirby, definitely uh, Gil Kane and Walter Simonson. And then, uh, and then just bits and pieces from all the other, you know, it's like oh, a little bit of Frank Miller here, a little bit of John Byrne here and stuff like that. But yeah, I would say the, the big three have got to be Gil, and Jack and Simonson. I, and I, I, I see them all. I, I see, I absolutely see them all. Walt is, uh, his, his work is always astounding me because I can't quite nail all the sourcing. Um, and, yeah. and, and it doesn't matter. The final product is all that matters. And I, I love his work and, and obviously we're, we're all big fans. He's astounding. Like Walt, you have kept the majority of your artwork. That's a, we all coming up in, in our peer group had heard that Walt holds on to the majority of his work and you have, so, so there's, I mean, come on, you have like 80% of your yeah. dragon. I know, I know there was a fire. I know there was a fire that burned down all your Marvel stuff, right? Uh, yeah. Anything that wasn't sold, uh, prior to October, 1991, no longer exists. Okay. So there's there's a finite amount of that stuff. Um, in terms of other stuff, like I sold most everything that I did for Marvel. There's a few recent jobs that I have now. So it's so like I've got the recent Spider-Man thing that I did a couple years ago, and the Captain America job. I've still got that. And then uh, uh, what else? Yeah, I got most of the Dragon stuff. Like I mean, I mean, Eric, Eric, thousands. I mean, we, thousands of pages of, of yeah, dragons. Thousands of pages. I mean, yeah. it's, it's again getting back to the the, the absolute um, your longevity, your productivity, the prolific, you know, aspect to what you do. I just cannot tell you how, uh, you know, I intend to be drawing comics the rest of my life. I don't know if they'll be any good, but I'll be doing them, and uh, and I know you will. And, and, and here's a question that I actually wasn't thinking I would ask, but now, now looking over and, and knowing that I, I have some essentials of yours to grab, 
So we're watching Why the Last Man, um, my, Joy and I, right. and we're digging it. And, and of course, that ran 60 issues. And, and Vaughn told his story, and it was over. And then a couple yeah. years ago, um, Robert dropped the mic on everybody and abruptly ended. But I mean, to his satisfaction, but he kept that pretty close to the vest. Walking Dead, over. Uh, Is there an end date? Do you, do you anticipate you'll be doing Savage Dragon for the rest of your life? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. kind of uh, yeah. I just didn't know. I, I just didn't know if you had an end story. What? I didn't know if you had an end story that you you like were gonna tell. So. Uh, not, not really. I don't, I don't sit there and go and it, and the big finale is this cause it, it's a generational book. It's set in real time. So the characters are getting older and older and older. So somebody was asking, Hey, are you going to just do a last issue that if you, if you die, they can print. And it's like, no, <laughs> because I don't know what, when that ending would be. Somebody has asked you that. You know, if if it if if I died tomorrow, that that would be a, a a very different last issue than if I died forty years from now. You know what I'm saying? Because all those oh characters God. are getting older and stuff. And and also, I've done stories before where there was stuff that flashed forward, and then I have to tie it back in again. And th it's a pain in the ass because the whole time you're thinking, ah, I got to get to that point. I got to get to that. Point. It's got to it's got to all work. And it's like that to have that hanging over me from some story that's that's supposed to take place at the end of this, that would be madness. So in terms of, as you said, the generational aspect of Dragon, which is part of its absolute charm and, uh -huh. and, and, and is part of the how impressive it is. I want to go all the way back to the very beginning and 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 when we were all collectively forming. Image Comics getting ready to launch and in that year that's going to be 30 years here soon in 1992. Um, what was your, like, when you think of 1992, that specific year, Yeah. what, what, what do you, do, I mean, maybe you don't think about it. It comes and goes with me. Um, uh -huh. I always, it's always super fun. Um, but, but is there a prevailing kind of memory that you have of that period? And then you didn't, like, people misunderstand I didn't, my contributions to Image Comics were not over an anger with Marvel. There was no falling out. Um, it was, I felt like it was time to do my own thing. And certainly you and I had been talking about it for well over a year. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't, Image was not some sort of, it was, it was the next progression for you. There was no animosity with Marvel Comics, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, when I left, I had a couple irons in the fire where I was supposed to be doing. Uh, I was they, they had approved Nova as an as a miniseries. Okay. So I was like, all right. I guess if it's just going to be a miniseries, I, I might as well do a Savage Dragon miniseries over at this Image outfit and see how that goes. Mm -hmm. Because it's like it. It's if you, if they had approved it as a regular book, I might very well have just been like. Ah, screw this image stuff. I'm just gonna do no. He's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know this. I didn't know this. This is great. <laughs> but they didn't yeah, approve it as a regular book, so I was like, oh, if it's not a regular book, I can I can kick that down the road. And I had lined up a, a, a Lobo miniseries over at DC, so I was like, I had my my irons were in the fire, you know. It's like I, I do remember stuff. that. I I do remember you telling me that. I absolutely and, remember and, that. And, um, and so it's like. 
and then what happened was we did this image thing. And as soon as we announced it, Marvel's like, well, we're going to, they cut us off the comp list like immediately. And then, <laughs> and then they were just, it was like, they were going to war with us. And it was like, oh, all right, well, I guess if you've cut me out of your will, then I guess I'll go do this image stuff. Oh, and make a million dollars. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right? oh, boy, you really put the screws to me. Look at my house. It's like, uh, no, I, it's I, crazy, you know? it's like I got my first image check and I paid off my mortgage. It's like, ah, oh, you guys. Eric, you know, that, they, that, that is they hilarious. Could have, they could have treated, made that, that a little bit better, you know? They could have no, been better, uh, on better on us and the whole bit, but, you know, whatever. Uh, the guy running the joint at the time, what's his name? Uh, he, he, uh, Terry, ah, uh, oh, Stewart? Terry Stewart. I, I was not anticipating, you know, at all invoking this man. Um, but, uh, and, and I'm not speaking of Terry, but for the year before we left, somehow it was early, like X-Force had already launched. So just good 11 months. Um, at some point, Terry Stewart got had a stroke or had a heart attack and was in the hospital. Mm. And uh, Todd would call me up and go, Bud, you need to send flowers and, and put a note and tell Terry, like, get well soon and and and, and, and wish him well and or, or, or call the room. And I'm like, I, I'm not going to call Terry Stewart. Like, I don't owe him. Like, I don't even really know him. I think he's sent me one letter. Um, I, most of my day to day was Tom DeFalco, but I think that movement and that animosity, because he still, I don't know what documentary I saw him on, but Terry Stewart, like still gets all bitter when he talks about us leaving. And so I do agree with you. And my, my flip is what would that have done for me? Like, like, Hey Todd, how did those flowers go? Um, and, and, and was that invoked when they were like calling us lunatic? <laughs> Like I, <laughs> like the way you just said it, like you guys showed us, that is hilarious. I think that is just a reflection on the bad management that the, I, they did not, Terry Stewart, perhaps Tom DeFalco, everybody else. Yeah. They didn't handle that well, but certainly I just want people talk to me all the time and they're like, oh man, you must've been really angry at Marvel. And I'm like, no, I just, I, I just needed. No, I don't think any of us were angry at Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. I think so let's go. Let let's screw these guys. I don't. I don't think any of us were. Yeah. It it was purely just. Uh, there's some. There's this other opportunity here. I I got stories to tell. I knew I didn't want Marvel to own uh, Savage Dragon. I didn't want them to own my characters. So it's like you you've not. There's no option here for me to do this over at at, at Marvel. So. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna do this on my own, and it's like had I had I created these characters at Marvel and let Marvel own them, yeah. You know, would I be doing it now? No, they would have, you know, they'd, somebody else would be doing the book now, or or the book wouldn't exist at all now. Just the same as as many other characters that were created over the years. No, I mean, I, 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 I had to take profit. Profit was going to be in an issue of X Force. I mean, I had to strip away. I was, I was, because you, you had been pretty generous. Um, Cardiac is a really cool character. That is an Eric Larson mm -hmm. character. The female Furies is that what they're called? 
Um, Femme Fatales, whatever they're. Femme Fatales, they, they're, they're rad. They're amazing. They, they still, I was, you know, when I, I stop, I look at Carniac, I look at those designs. I look at the stuff that you brought to the Spider-Man office. It's exciting. Um, they should do more with it. Uh, the, again, those designs are time tested. Uh, with, with that stuff is I wasn't writing the book, right? So there wasn't that much of an opportunity to create new characters over on Amazing Spider-Man because I wasn't the guy. Yeah. You know? uh, the, the film Fatales kind of the thing came about just because I had introduced a number of characters in that uh, Marvel Comics Presents story with Spider-Man Wolverine. So it was, you know, let's toss Eric a bone and bring some of those characters into the amazing Spider-Man. It's like, all right, that's, that's fine. Are you aware, just, just leaving this behind, so they reprinted your Wolverine Spider-Man in a standalone special edition, which I was looking at the other day, which has a really nice, like, cardstock cover. It's slick. Yeah. There's that's no credit in it. it. It's uncredited. No one did it. You're you're not credited in it anywhere. Yeah, there's no there's no credits in it, and there's no um there's there's no copyright in it even. Yes, it's just I, I, like there's no room for an indicia or whatever. I don't know how they screwed that up. Okay, okay. So I just I didn't know if you knew. I'm like, do I have one of a kind? This is weird. Like I was yeah. like, um, yeah, I, I I think I've just got one copy of that thing. Um, yeah, but it's nice. it's purely a situation where they had they had you know the three stories, so they had this twenty four pages worth of material, and uh, and they were just like, oh, we can put this in a standalone. Let's, let's just slap it in there. But so they good. but because those those first pages there was no room for an indicia. They we we didn't they weren't stripping those in there when they went and printed it. There just wasn't one, so there's like no copyright information on that thing, which is weird. It's like so it is. is this yeah. stuff well, I, I just, I, I literally was like, I can't not mention this to Eric. I'm, I'm, I'm so disturbed by this. Um, hey, Savage Dragon, from day one, from page one, did you know where you would be today with the story? Oh no, not at all. So there's no. It's just seat of the pants, rough outline, if, <laughs> if any. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, the the initial thing was I I had those those two uh, graphic fantasy stories that I did when I was you know 19 years old. So I knew those were like were, were um, this is the story I want to build toward. So basically, it was like I want I want to be able to go from this point onward. So I need to be able to get my characters to this point. When I created as a little kid, I, I I drew my own comics as a little kid. First, let's establish that. So I so I had been drawing dragon adventures for like eight years before I even broke into comics. Um, so I had just piles and piles of these these super crappy comics, eight and a half by eleven, stapled up the side and and call them beautiful. So I had stacks of those things, and I came up with all my own characters and populated a universe but it was from the mind of a child so i had you know i just had no experience in the world i didn't know how anything operated so there was stuff in there that you just go no, that doesn't make any sense people are running around with dog sleds in the middle of the desert that's not how that works at all <laughs> you're an idiot you know so there's a bunch of stupid stuff that and it culminated in me doing a dragon story that I self-published in graphic fantasy. And so that was like the end of, of everything that I had done before building up to that. So there's a pile of characters in that stuff and, and 
it kind of ended whatever I was doing up until that point. So I'm coming do, doing this stuff at, at image. I'm starting with, I, I have this character, you know, his, his name is the dragon and I'm going to, I'm going to do a story with this and I'm going to get to this other point, but I don't want to start in the same place I did when I was a child. Cause that doesn't make any sense. What would be a, a logical thing that could lead to him being in a government super team? And there was like, uh, maybe if he was a police officer and gained notoriety through that. And so I kind of reverse engineered it to go, I'm going to start at a different place, but I'm going to end at the same place. And then from that point on, I'm just telling new stories. Um, that's kind of where I was going. So that was, that was, I think 63 and 65 or something like that is where I finally got to the graphic fantasy stories. And I just redrew those stories that I had done as a kid. I just, you know, new, new art, basically the same layouts. And then, and then as we entered the 2000s, you went into the Savage World period. Is, is yeah. that, is, is that, it was called Savage World, right? I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of, yeah. going by my, I love that stuff. Cause it, cause it was a different, I, I just, I love that it's always been a vehicle for whatever you itch you want to scratch. And yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, whatever I feel like doing that particular month, it's like, okay, let's let's do this. Let's try that. And uh, um, I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's still as compelling and exciting. Um, I make sure my retailer has my copy always set aside for me. Um, I loved Eric. Help me out. Was it the end of two fifty when when the mega your graphic fantasy dragon knocked yeah, on the door? Uh, yeah, when the Paul Dragon shows it, <laughs> and, and and dude, that flipped me out. Like I was, I, I thought that was, uh, it was a great nod to to fans of of who, who had. I mean, that's to me, that's the dragon that threw down with Vanguard the visual of where I first yeah. encountered Dragon in the Megaton books. And uh, like I said, I just you always, I mean, and then Dragon, I, I he's appeared with Superman. I mean, yeah. he's teamed up with Superman. He's had multiple turtles. Um. Like the, those turtles issues again. I mean, the way that you, I love seeing you draw other characters and, and so, and you've been able to do that using dragon as your vehicle so often, which is enviable as a creator, um, as a fan, it, it's just great to watch, man. I mean, you, it's the funnest comic month in month out. You, um, I mean, I just can't believe how dedicated You've been, and here's the deal, just so you understand what I was saying earlier about, I mean, we, we are talking about a small handful of people who have achieved what you've achieved. Because again, every line on that board is laborious and, and you understand it when you're an artist. And you, so you respect guys who do so much more of it and do so much more of it well, which is where I'm speaking of you. But like Marvel called me up and, and said, you know, can you do the cover to the 300th issue of Deadpool? Okay, cool. They published 300 issues of Deadpool. That's exciting. Awesome. I, you know, I, I've done 20 of them. <laughs> um, I'm happy to participate. Um, but, but, uh, but like, you know, it's not the same as doing 260 plus whatever you're saying that you've yeah. done of, of, of dragon and, and, and it remains fresh. And, and so right now, what, how many, how many months, years down the line do you see for the entire dragon universe? I, I don't, I'm not seeing any particular number. 
You just but, but you, don't have, you don't have a year planned, or, or do you have six months planned, or what's your process? Or is it just the, issue the, issue? the process is to to know where all of these various characters want to be, to to know like okay, well, this is the character that I, I aspire for this character to eventually be here, and and I kind of think of it like like you do your own friends and family, where you go, oh, I know what I what I really want to do. And everybody's got their dreams and aspirations of, of what they hope to accomplish at some point. So basically what I do is I come up with character goals in all this stuff. This character has a goal to do this. This character has a goal to do that. And then some of the characters, um, you just run into a dead end. It's like, this character has achieved everything they've wanted to achieve. Why, why does this person still exist? Um, so there gets to be a little bit of that too, where I'm like, all right, I got to get rid of you because you have, you have no arc at this point. There's no place for you to go. Um, and then other characters, there's definitely a, okay, I want to, I want to take this and, and have it be there. So really that's what I've got in, in my head is those kinds of things. Where are, where do these characters want to be? Where, what are they up to in terms of, Who's he going to fight in issue 270? I have no idea. I couldn't even right. tell you. Because you may want to do some fabulous funnies throwback or, uh, yeah, or, or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, people going, well, what was your plan all along? It's like, well, I, I hadn't invented all these characters yet when I started. When I started the book, you know, the, the old Dragon comics from when I was a little kid, he had Bronze Man, he had The Fiend, and he had Ralph Johnson. And it was like, that was kind of it. I didn't have a huge number of bad guys. There was a few that were in uh, in the graphic fantasy stuff where I could go, okay, there's going to be this big animal dude, and there's going to be, the, the, you know, there, they, there was, he didn't have a deep bench when it came to bad guys. So almost every villain that's been in the Dragon Book has been a new creation. Um, it's an Eric Larson creation, baby. Um, that's right. Um, and so, uh, but, but I'm trying to do is what I don't want it to be is, you know, how, how like you're watching all the Marvel movies and it looks like everyone goes to the same tailor. I don't, I don't want it to be like that or where every character looks like they're this, the, the same and everybody's got the same design sets and stuff like that. So what I try to do is mine, my own work from when I was a kid in fifth grade, you know, and that's a very different sensibility from what I would bring to the table now. And then there's, and then in terms of guest stars and, and other characters with, with different design sense, that's why I'm pulling in some of the characters that are in the public domain. Cause it's like, well, I'm not probably going to come up with a new character that looks like Captain Tootsie. <laughs> But he, he, this guy exists. I'll just I'll just haul him over here and have him show up a couple times. You have taught me. I'm going to be honest. Nobody taught me more about public domain characters than this man right here, Eric Larson, who has been 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 so far ahead of of the the equation. Um, you 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 were so far ahead of it. it, it it's um, it, it's like nothing I've ever seen before in regards to. In, in in regards to public domain 
characters. Like I, I didn't even know half of them existed. And no, Daredevil, the public domain Daredevil, has never looked better than when you do them. And that is all apologies to even Alex Ross, who does a great job. But he just looks badass in your book. <laughs> yeah, he's fun, fun character to draw too. And the thing um, is that, that when I'm doing the the my, my goal with all the public domain characters is to keep them as much as possible as the as the public domain characters. So, what, like you know, I'm not going to come out and go, oh, I'm going to I'm going to bring in Santa Claus, but I'm going to give him a, a, a bionic arm and a laser eye and and have him be able to fly. And, and it's like, no, I don't want to do. If you're using Santa Claus, the kids who like Santa Claus aren't sitting there going, oh, I want to see see a weird Santa Claus. It's like, no, just bring in the regular guy. Just have him show up. So the same thing with Daredevil. You know, somebody else doing uh, the Golden Age Daredevil, they're like, well, I've, I've got to call him something else because I can't use the name Daredevil on a cover. And, and so they'll, they'll be, oh, I'm going to call mine the death-defying devil. I'm going to call mine whatever. There's been a bunch of guys who've used Daredevil, and he always ends up with a different name on, on all those things. And it's and just I, because and you, just, you just can't sell a comic book called Daredevil, right? What? You just can't put him on the well, cover. I, yeah, but you know what? Daredevil is a word. Is the thing about the, – the, the cool thing about Daredevil – is like, oh, that's a word that's actually in the dictionary. So you can amend that and add to it. And if you call the character, um, like I call him on all this stuff, I'll call him the dynamic daredevil on covers. Okay. And then I just call him daredevil in the interiors. But I mean, I had, I had him show up on an issue of Ant with a big with a big caption that says guest starring the dynamic daredevil. And I just flat out called it that with the, with the old school daredevil logo. I didn't so, hear anything. Nobody, so, nobody called me and said, you can't do that. So when I want to do captain freedom, cause I am obsessed with patriotic characters. I've had some mixed success with them. Um, <clears throat> and then I'm like, I like this one and he's public domain. I will, I will definitely, I won't use this time here, but I will call you and go, Eric, walk me through how I navigate Captain Freedom because he's my new like obsession. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm like, wait, a, uh, 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 a patriotic character. I can kind of just do whatever I want. Yeah, well, you got to pick a version because there's a bunch of there's a bunch of different versions of him where he is he is, looks slightly different. Yeah, so, I've got. I'm like, settled on that. I'm like settled on that. Boots, and I like this. <laughs> so I'll pivot to that. I do want to, I, I want to get to Ant, but I want to, I have a couple more dragon questions that are um, just, I, I, I want to know. I'm sure people want to know. Do you have a favorite issue? Do you have a favorite issue of dragon that you've done? Uh, no, not really. I mean, there are, there are a couple that, that stand out where I go, Oh, I, you know, when I did the God versus the devil issue, I, I've, I've kind of felt like, Oh, this is what Jack Kirby must have felt like every day of his life. It was just, <laughs> you know, it was like it, it was big and it was exciting and there was just cool stuff going on. So that one, but that that issue hardly has dragon in it at all. It's mostly like other characters kicking the crap out of each other. So uh, we, I want to tell you something. The guys at Extreme, we went and grabbed that comic uh, the Wednesday that it came out. The the God versus the Devil. <clears throat> and your partner, 
uh, Eric Stevenson and publisher Eric Stevenson. It we went to Taco Bell. We loaded up. <laughs> I know exactly what booth we were sitting at, and we are looking at that dragon issue. <laughs> When he goes, you don't fuck with God. And you're like, and I mean, if people haven't seen it, the fuck is gigantic. It's a gigantic font. It it was it was so bold and funny and daring. And uh no, we were all like, whoa, look at this. I mean, obviously the art is amazing. God and the devil are battling like Galactus and, and Thanos would throw down. It's such a great comic. It's such it, it literally is that that didn't immediately jump to mind, but I have such a strong memory of experiencing that book in real time with a you know at, at, at Taco Bell with Eric Stevenson and Dan Frega. So so that 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 book is like we we're like oh my gosh what Eric did oh um it's pretty great that was uh, that fun. Book. I also you know I mean there's various issues along the the, the run, run run where I did like I did an, an issue. Uh, 199, which was all double page spreads. That oh. was that was a fun issue to do. And it's like, oh, can you tell a story in 10 panels? So the, I'll try. No, you that's know? it's hard. That's hard to do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's hard to be like, how, how do I do something that's got a bunch of, uh, you know, it, it it helps when you've got little characters against big characters because then you you've got something to play off of and you can give it some scope. Because it's like, yeah, big character coming up out un under the ground and and regular little humans fleeing away it's like that's an impressive image and the challenge there was every one of these double page spreads has got a it's got to be worthy of a double page spread you know because a lot of you could you could easily do a, a 10 panel story where it's like oh this is just you know close up on a face i wanted them to be these would be double page spreads in a normal story every one of them. And it's like, how do I get 10 images that are all going to be worthy of being that and tell a coherent story? So, I mean, those kinds of things where I've, where I've set some weird challenge for myself, those can be fun. Um, but they're also, it's just mentally taxing to come up with some, but that's why the book is so great yeah. and be able to pull it off. Cause you're always pushing yourself and, 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 and your fans know it and your peer group, you know, knows it as well. I mean, uh, peer group, I, I don't know that we'll have time to get to that, but, um, the, the, <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pivot now to ant. You have a new book, but this character you've been involved with for quite some time. And yeah. I know it's got a lot of buzz. Um, I know it's got, it's going to hit the market in a big way. Cause there's a lot of excitement. Can you tell us about ant? Yeah, I mean, Ant started off, uh, Mario Gully created this character that he was uh, doing at a company called Arcana, and he did a four-issue um, miniseries with a character. And in those stories, um, it was the star of Hannah Washington, who was this little girl, and he, she was uh, living a, like this crappy life where her dad was being arrested and, and she was being bullied in school. And just as a, a coping mechanism, she would draw in her journal adventures of being this ant character. And so you would get pages of superhero stuff, and then the rest of it was, was her as a little girl and her dad going through her, his problems and her going through her problems and all this. And so he, he, had, uh, he had pitched to me at, at, at some point, I was the publisher at Image at that point, 
was was Mario Belli approached me about taking Ant to Image, and I'm like, well, the the problem is your character doesn't exist in in the world. You you've got this little girl, and he, she's got this active imagination. That's awesome, but Ant can't cross over with Spawn. Ant can't cross over with Savage Dragon. Ant can't meet any characters because she doesn't exist. She's in this kid's imagination. So, and I was kind of ad advising him on, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. Here's a, here's an approach. You know, so I said, what you need to do is you need to flip the script where now she's an adult uh, superhero being ant doing her adventures. And at the same time, you know, if you want to do the little girl stuff, that can be flashbacks. As, and when I was a little kid, then I did this. You know, so the problem with, with that becomes, well, now all the flashbacks have no immediacy because she's not in any danger because we know she grows up to become this adult superhero. So it's, it's you know, both, either version has its problems, but there ended up being a, a lot of me going back and forth on, you should do this and you should do this and here's a way of doing it. And then he went and, and did the comic and it was it was kind of chaotic. The problem was that I think he really wanted to be one of the image guys and he wanted to be one of the image guys from the beginning, but it was 2007. So he couldn't have been one of the image guys from the beginning. So he started doing is he would he would have his story where he would go, oh, and when Aunt was a little girl, she used to uh, babysit uh, Spawn's kids. <laughs> and it's like, what? And when, and when she went and and she had all these adventures with Spawn before, but we never seen him. So when she meets Spawn, it's like, oh, how have you been? I, I haven't seen you in a while. And I was like, what? You can't. So he had. So he was basically was going. She's an established hero, and she's had all kinds of adventures, and all this stuff has happened to her, and now she's had some memory loss, and she's wandering the streets, kind of confused as to what's going on. And, and and the thing is, he ended up having other people help him write it, and then they would come on and, and put a lie to everything that's gone before. It's like, oh, that's not the way it worked. Here's the real truth. And the last guy who was working on the book with him, the writer there, is like, I'm going to set down a, a firm timeline. Uh, so... And, and then he, his firm timeline was like, so wait a minute, you're establishing now that she was in high school in 1986. That means she's 35 years old right now. That's, that's not going to work. You know, and now she'd be almost 50 years old. I'm like, well, I'm not doing a, I'm not starting a series with a woman superhero who's pushing 50. So forget that. So when I'm doing, so basically, you know, it was kind of all over the place. He, uh, Mario ended up. You purchased uh, it from him. You, you purchased, he purchased it, you, it from me. Eventually, what, what eventually had happened is he had, he had, he had run it, it run its course at image. He had kind of, it, it got lower. Uh, the numbers kept going down and the book kept getting later. He was getting work elsewhere. And it, and it just eventually it just kind of he ground to a halt. So he wasn't doing the book anymore. And okay. then uh, he and then so the guy who it, he was working with as a writer, he had his was starting up his own comic book company. And so it's like, well, let's take Ant over there and we'll do it over here. And 
they did three issues there and it didn't do particularly well because these, you know, it's a small little comic book company. Yeah. So it just kind of fizzled and died. And, and so it's like, okay, we got that that didn't work. And, the, and, and that guy wanted to buy the character from Mario, I think, or somebody like somebody over on that. So what had happened was Mario needed some cash. Mario was, was like, uh, and I think he burned out on it. He was like, he, he kind of didn't want to do any more ant. Um, and so he had gotten this other offer. And so he contacted me and, and said, hey, do you want to buy ant? <laughs> and it was like, and it was nothing that, it, you know, I've never bought a character from anybody right. before. That's not something I do. But you had and a passion character. That he would contact always... me out of the blue seemed really weird too. Um, but I think it was a situation where whoever was going to be buying Ant, they were going, we're going to do, I want to push this to be more mature than it had been. Like, there's going to be nudity in here, and we're going to be doing this and this and this. And Mario was like, he didn't feel comfortable with it. Because he had he had kind of based the visual of the character on his daughter when he started the book. Because his daughter at that point was like, seven eight years old when he had started it so when he was doing the story of her being a little girl it was like he's drawing his daughter and then you know and then his daughter grew up so like, like at this point his daughter's 21 years old but so there was something of a of that connection and I the see. idea that okay. oh, somebody else is going to be publishing comics featuring a character kind of based on my daughter and they're going to be doing <laughs> mature stuff with him that that kind of was like i he, i think he was just sitting there going i don't have any options here i i i would like to get some money from this but i don't want it to be over here well, so he, sounds like he, he made the right deal he sounds like he contacted the right guy yeah, and he, made he, the right he contacted the right guy he knew i put i had invested a lot in it just in terms of my own interest in the character and helping him develop it and whatever and you have always told me that you think Ant is a spectacular visual, and I agree. When I, especially, yeah, all the covers, yeah, it's all, a strong visual. I, yeah, I feel like a lot of people people get get wrapped up in. Oh, I want to do these characters with all these belts and buckles and 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 all this other stuff. And you go, no, 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 make the make the design super super simple. Yeah, and then you can dress those super stripped down simple designs. You can dress them up. By just yeah. going in and, and cross hatching the crap out of something, or or adding those little details, but keep it simple enough so that so that David Mazzuchelli can draw them, and that that Arthur Adams can draw them, and then and th that they're both going to be the same guy, you know? Like they did they did the the new Fifty Two over at DC and and put little piping on everybody's costumes. Like, no, this looks good when it's drawn by like three guys. And the rest of us are just sitting there going, ah, oh, this sucks. Um, like, no, give me, give me. And that's what, what Anne has. It's a really, really basic design. You know, it's super simple. And all the covers that I've seen you do um, uh, uh, the, the, that are promoting the launch of Ant, they just pop again. And, and, and you really, you accentuate those antennas also, which I think are, really cool and i was i i think it's again i'm i'm with you and i i think the way you present the character your character your version of ant is all i see um at this point i know you've ant has been in 
dragon and and you've you know implemented ant but but especially these onslaught of images that that have been put out to promote the book that's the that's the primary images now in my mind and and I think the character does look great and I'm I I, I now knowing you people who are longtime fans of ant will be able to pick up the book and enjoy it as well as people who will be buying it for the first time yeah 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 and 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 my approach at this point um in this new ant book is uh you know just to make sense of them of the chaotic mess that had come before so basically on this i'm just starting with i'm just going to tell this story coherently from from beginning to end and integrate this character into the image universe as as i go because it had been it it had just kind of been chaotic in his earlier approach so let me try to make this you know beginning middle end so there's there's like panels in this in the first issue of ant that i'm straight out swiping from mario gully it's like i i want to acknowledge that your stuff existed and service yeah, and it's yeah. I mean, it's a little bit a little bit of fan service, and, and, it, and it works in terms of the style that that I'm using on the book, which is a, a really different approach to what I'm doing on Savage Dragon. Um, oh man, I can't wait. That get, I, I, I'm I'm in. I'm interested in because because <laughs> the one thing I did not dwell on a mo- the most is the thing about Eric Larson. You can render like a mofo, like the among the best. In the business, you want to do multiple cross hatching again across a double pager, no less. You want to do just chiaroscuro shadows, drop drop line. You know, do 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 just a a minimalist style. You want to do like a Mobius. That's I call it like just just some light outlines. I mean, you've gotten and and over the course of Dragon, you've implemented all these styles. And so yeah. now I'm like, oh, because artist Eric Larson is. Uh, so I'm such a fan again, because of all the ways you can completely experiment with your style. And, uh, so, all and that's what I, so the, the Mobius style is kind of what I'm doing on this. It, oh, where, oh. I, where it's, I'm in, it's, it's, it's those, those outlines. And then there's going to be flat blacks, but there's no, like, you know, it's not heavily cross hatched. There's none of that real sort of rendering stuff. It's kind of what I was uh, doing on, um, spawn when i was doing spawn is that i would give him the outline stuff and then todd would come in and and add his his little ticks and knots and craziness but i'm just like i'm just gonna do it as a real open style and then i'm I'm coloring it too like an idiot (laughs) oh okay so eric that now begs me this i had wanted to talk about this and i i went past it it was probably 98 99 Maybe it was 97 that early. Uh, it, it was the super flex of Eric Larson, period. You're, you're doing the you're doing the dragon. Then you are writing a Nova series that Joe Bennett is drawing. You are writing Wolverine for, for years. You wrote Wolverine. Um, you write Aquaman. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, Eric Battle, is he is he one of the artists? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so the, the, suddenly you became like on top of your regular productivity, prolific, you know, sense, you were doing four to five books a month. Um, is this that kind of workload for you right now? 
Um, I mean, it's a it's a different approach, just because. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I hopefully the ant stuff will go quicker. The first issue was a nightmare, just because I was trying to sort out everything that had that had come before. So it was, it was it's it's it's. But I, I'm at this point, I'm like, all right, I've got this nailed. Yeah, the last couple months have just been fallacious. I've never really dealt with uh, artist block or writer's block before. And suddenly it hit, hit me for the first time big. And I was like, am I going to even be able to do any of this stuff? Am I going to be able to continue? This is terrible. And then, uh, but I got through it and, and I got through uh, Ant. And now the first issue of Ant is out the door, out the door. So and it's out in now, October? It's out in October? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a, I don't have a firm date on that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. 100% sure what, what date that is, but it was like, I got to get this thing out. And uh, so, yeah, I was coloring pages just a couple days ago. And so, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, honestly, like I said, Eric, it's, it's um, exciting. It's, it's uh, Im beyond impressive, but I, 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 I'm on this podcast over the two years I've been doing this now, I've been working out my own, fascination with why I am so obsessed and I call it a curse and you're, you're cursed. You have the curse of comic books because you don't need to do them. You don't need to contribute any more to the Pantheon than you're doing it. You're doing it by your own choice. Uh, for, for those of you guys who don't know, Eric has, um, a giant killer house in San Francisco, which is probably the most expensive place on planet earth. Um, like San Francisco is ridiculous. <laughs> Eric had this, if you've seen photos yeah, yeah. of Eric, big space studio space it's expansive it's the ideal like studio space of all time but you still do this because you just are a, it's, it's your passion yeah 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 very much it's so. just your passion i mean uh eric is a partner image comics you know and all that that brings to it um it's just awesome man it's awesome to see that you and the fact that you got writer's block is, or artist block, that's crazy but again yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, am I, am I going to be able to go any further? Is this it? Am I done? Shit. <laughs> it's like, um, this, isn't, this isn't great. So, so we have Dragon Monthly. We're launching Ant in October. What I would like to do in wrapping up this amazing, I just cannot, I'm so excited you spent this time in, in chatting it up with me today. I have like what I would call a quick lightning round of, they're, they're fairly simple questions, but they're stuff that I wanted to know. Um, um, along the lines of when I asked you what your favorite work was on dragon and you're like, I don't have one. So it's very, I know that you are very, um, what was your very first comic book that you, uh, uh the first comic book I, I bought with my yeah. own money was, uh, incredible Hulk one fifty six. Okay. And her trim. understand this. My dad bought comics when he was a little kid. Okay. So, uh, we grew up with my dad's comic book collection. Mm. So I had, he had a run on Captain Marvel Adventures. He had um, all sorts of just, you know, issues of Batman and she's a Superman and, and just all over the place. And then um, as he grew older, comics grew up with him. So he got into the EC comics when they kicked in and he had all those things, like every, every one of them, you know, he had mad number two. He had, he had the, the, uh, the weird science and all those, all the horror things from the first issues. There was no like just 
bam, 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 right into wow. And then he he bought all those. So so it's like he had probably ninety percent of the EC product that came out. So he was really big into it. And then um, when EC was put out of business, there was suddenly no comic books for him to buy anymore because he had grown up. He was now, you know, an adult. And there, there just wasn't anything being made for an, for an older reader at that point. So that's where comic books dropped off. And th that's where the, uh, the, um, the Playboy collection kicked in. <laughs> so I get it. You know, keep that from perfect. one to another. So when I was, you know, growing up, it's like, oh, comics. And then when I started getting my own comics, it was like, what even is there? He had, when Captain Marvel was back into, you know, DC had acquired uh, Captain Marvel. So he came home once and he was all excited because it was like Shazam number one had come out. So he was like, oh, look what I got. Is that, like awesome. 70, is that 74, 75? Like, is that, or is it early? Yeah, something like that. Some, okay. You know, so he was, so he was excited about that. And then uh, I started getting comics. Um, my brother had got a bunch of Hulk comics from, from some kid at school. And so he, he gave them to me if I would do some menial task around the house, you know, like, Hey, if you do the dishes, I'll give you my, these comics. Like, oh, hell yeah. So, <laughs> And then oh, at some I point, I, I, just started, I just started getting comic books on a, on a regular basis. And when I did, it, it hit me hard, you know, like I was getting everything. Yeah, no, I, I you know, I, it went a long way mowing lawns and, and meaning. I mean, even if you dug up enough change in the sofa when we were kids, you could buy comics. I mean, I, I would always yeah, leave yeah. with a couple, you know, I, I, I do. I, I, those are some of my favorite memories is buying comics when we were growing up that same age. Cause we kind of cross over. I mean, I got Herb Trump was doing the Hulk when I came on battling doc Sampson. Um, one of my favorite comics. I mean, I, I, I so, so we have a lot of crossover in terms of when we were coming up reading comics is, um, so I have two more questions. One is going to probably hit the same wall that, uh, the favorite issue of dragon is there is it, do you have a favorite achievement in all of comics? Yeah, no, no. no okay. No I mean, I guess the body of work that I'm doing of just being able to go, hey, I did good answer the issues of Savage Dragon. It's like that, that's pretty good. No, it's, you know, it's, but it's uh, not like a single issue or a single whatever. Okay. Um, and and the final question because it's interesting because Eric, it took me like. I become kind of stubborn and I've had a fairly good amount of success just writing my own comics. So I've decided I'm just going to write and draw my own stuff for the rest of my life. But, and there was really, there's yeah. probably really only one creator that I will have missed out on working with that I wanted to work with. Do you have a creator that you would still want to collaborate with? Or is there one that, that passed you by or, or, or like anybody who you're still looking to jam with, or is it, that that's not something you think about. That's not something I think about for the most part. I mean, if, if there was, yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anybody who, who, if they came at me and said, Hey, I really want to do something. Um, what's the last thing you, what's the last time you drew someone's story? Uh, Jesus, I don't even know. 
Okay, don't say Imogene. Uh, 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 you know what? Alan Moore. Oh, crap. That's right. Supreme. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my gosh. Those comments are so great. Dude, you are, you are crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that, was, that was it. That was the last time. And that was and like, people, never again. <laughs> and, and, and people need to understand. people, and, and it's a great issue of Supreme. It was a great bridge issue. Those issues of Supreme, you should grab them. They're in my Uncollected Works, volume number two, when I you know, discussed up like, like the Logan's run and Battlestar Galactica's that Walt did that are just, they're not collected. Um, the, uh, dude, the, 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 the crazy thing is, uh, yeah, I can see you doing this for another 20 plus years. Um, no problem. I mean, uh, and you've already outworked everybody, uh, in the field. Is there somebody right now making comics that you think who, who excites you that, that inspires you? And this also is likely to be no but i i figured i'd i i throw it out there well i mean there's there's stuff there's still artists who i'm excited to see their work um you know rick leonardi draws anything I'm, i'll buy it if michael golan draws anything i'll buy it i'm, I'm yeah. there for uh, chris pacello if he's doing anything i'm i'm first in line there's yeah, there's a, 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 a god i know i'm forgetting a bunch of guys too it's driving me nuts. Ah, uh, but there's nobody new. You didn't. But there's no one new. There's there's no no not anybody who I'm like. Oh, this guy's a fresh faced kid who just came out in the last few months or anything like that. Ten years. Ten years. Nobody. Ten years. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's that. I mean, literally, it's it's you're hard pressed. You're hard pressed. I am hard. Yeah, that's true. You know, like when I was a kid, there was always those guys you would see in those those trains rumbling down the track. You know, like I I got into John Byrne stuff when he was when he was doing stuff at Charlton. Yeah. You know? And and it was just like he and Joe Staten were like, oh, these guys are gonna eventually make it over to to Marvel and DC, and they're gonna be something. And I could yeah. see yeah. Byrne's talent developed as it went along. You know, and then same things when 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 all the image stuff hit, you 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 know you see those early guys. You know, like, you know Rick Leonardi's early stuff is awful, and it's really like how what did anybody see in this guy? And then he got to be great. No, you're right, and and, and I guess the, the the guy who's closest to the to me for that the, the current guy he does uh and he's been around for a while. He did Super Sons, he did Justice League, and he's doing Batman Monthly, and he's got a real, real manga anime kind of influence in his work too. Is Jorge Jimenez, and uh, so I, I really do enjoy his work. He he's kind of the one guy that really kind of floats my boat. Great page layouts, good design, good composition. Like he's the whole you know package. Does it digitally? When I go to the store, I, I don't. I don't have a pull list. I just go there and I graze, and I'm like, "Oh, this looks good. This looks good." And I'll just, I'll just yeah. get whatever looks good at this point. I'm not. Uh, there's really no ongoing titles that I follow, although I, I'm on the. You know, I get all the image books, so those are sent to my home. So, like that stuff. All right, I'm I'm gonna keep them. But in terms of like Marvel and DC, there's just nothing there. Um, it I, the whole industry to me is slim pickings, and I am left to wonder if it is my advanced age. Except, I think you're probably like me. Every damn time they reprint something of Jack Kirby or Gil Kane or you know artists that I like, I buy it. 
You know, I, I, yeah. I, I, oh, they, they have a new mother box slipcase for the new gods. I already have 10 editions of these. I'm in. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's so messed up that like the stuff that I'm excited to see are just repackaging of stuff that I already have. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's, that's not a good sign. You know, I um, should be excited about something new that's coming out. No, you're, you're, you're right. Like I said, I, I just, it's, um, it's, uh, it, it's really weird. And in this separate conversation, it, all of, there's a, there's a, a group of talent moving through the industry right now. And I swear, I honestly, and this is not a, it's not a judgment. It's an observation. It's, it's, it's just, you know, uh, what I see, they all are cut from a Stuart Amonin cloth. And that is a very powerful cloth to be cut from because he's so fundamentally sound. But I feel like they yeah. all have the same Stuart Amonin books in front of them. And I'm waiting for them to find something else and and which will change and alter their work. Because like yeah, some of the guys you mentioned, Leonardi or Chris Pacello, they don't draw the same now that they did 30 years yeah. ago, 20 years ago. So it's, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some of these guys need to find something that that, that makes them unique. Um, that I mean, part of the problem right now for me with with a lot of new comics is is simply that that books don't seem to get an artist who just sticks around. And I was really, you know, as a fan, it's like I bought uh, Master of Kung Fu when Paul Gulacy was drawing it, mm. and when there would be a fill in, I wouldn't get the fill in. I was yeah. just that was that was the book. I love that book. I love that artist. I'm just going to get this thing. And, uh, you know, on the Hulk, it was like, well, Herb Trimpey is the artist. He's going to be there every month, come hell or high water. This is awesome. And other books, you could kind of set your clock by by those guys being there. Yes. You know, John, John Byrne's going to be there month in, month out on the on the Fantastic Four. He's going to be there on. And and yeah, he might not be there forever on a lot of these books, but when he's there, he's there on a, on a regular basis. And you would go into the store and you knew that this week, this day, that's when those new comics are coming out. And, you know, and then every now and then there'd be a skip week and you'd just be like, oh, God. <laughs> and, and let me add, let me add a bold harumph from my old man uh, point of view to what you're saying here. Uh, a bold harumph that, uh, that, that, <laughs> that we also didn't see everything coming in a preview catalog, which I understand the argument for it, but I can't tell you how many times I showed up and I'd be like at, at this, you know, at the corner store and go, what, wait, why is Wolverine old and wearing a jacket and, and how are the X-Men dead on a wall? What? And, uh, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. you didn't you know, see any of that stuff. The element of surprise. We, we, you know, um, wait, what do you mean Don Blake is trying to resuscitate all the Avengers on this cover with this sweet Dave Cockrum, Terry Austin art? Like, how are they all dead? Um, that that The art of surprising people is also uh, uh, trickier now than ever. I think you pull it off really good. Like I said, the end of Savage Dragon 250, that was a great, you know, door knock, reveal, it, it, all it, dragon. It comes, it comes as a surprise. You know, if you're going to do surprising comics, that means you can't put that on your cover, and that can't be your selling point. You've got to just come in and sell this as you know, like like sitting there going, "Here's here's Ant," and you know, all that you see is 
while she's on the covers jumping around. That's all you get. So you don't know what happens with this character in the confines of this comic at all, other than here's this one image. Good luck. Um, when I'm doing covers on on Savage Dragon, you know, I'm I'm aware that hey, this is a huge spoiler. If I've got somebody who's on, on this cover, I'm basically saying to the reader, well, this character, you know, he's not going to die until until at least this issue because they're on these all these covers. So you know that that's that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's it's it like you said it's it's it costs you up front and then you just have to nowadays be able to to feed that um with I guess additional printings. But um no Eric, look man, I'm so excited about Ant. Um I, you have been so generous with your time. So we're going to get two start we're going to we're going to double up on the Eric Larson uh uh art which for me I'm super excited. I can't wait to see what you're doing with Ant. Uh I will buy as many of the variant covers that I can hunt down. Um, cause I love them. I, here's what I tell people about variant covers, just sidebar. If John Byrne was doing two X-Men covers every month in 1979, the, the hell yes, I'm buying them both. I <laughs> like, I wanted more. If George Perez was doing two covers to the Titans. Okay, good. I'll buy both of these. I was buying multiple copies anyway. One to read, one to read again, <laughs> one to draw from. Um, I mean, I, so, so I'm going to buy all your ants. Um, can't wait for more Savage Dragon. Um, that, that when you see Let There Be Carnage and you see Woody Harrelson's face, that's Eric Larson who brought that man to you. Um, and and uh, Eric, the career I didn't even scratch the surface. I mean that that period where you were doing all those books in the late nineties. That was just that was how many years did you write Wolverine? Three years? Three years more? I know I wasn't on it that long. I was on a year and a half maybe. Okay, it wasn't that? It was. It, it was. Dude, I'm your hype man. Yeah. I'm your hype man. I, I, I'll, I'll, let's just say three years. Three years sounds good. Um, no, I'm kidding. A year and a half. My longest run was um, actually Aquaman. Yeah, I was going to say. Was, which was like a weird run. But it's, yeah, it's like it's I did. Cool run. It's a cool run. It's, uh, it's like, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll take it. But um, look, man, you know, I think you're a badass. Uh, I, 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 I thank you for all your contributions to comic books, uh, both for, for as a fan, all the fun I've had with you as a peer, um, and and all that is to come because I, like I said, I'm a gen, a giant Eric Larson fan, Homer. Um, you run the best Jack Kirby book on Facebook, Jack Kirby page on Facebook, hands down, bar none. Is, is yours just the Jack Kirby with the exclamation point? Yeah, it's Jack Kirby with an exclamation point. Yeah, yeah, and that's, Eric, that's, it's been such a such a pain in the ass because because people want to get into it. Um, with 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 just arguments on stuff all the time and it's like how do i police this so it doesn't you do a good job you do a good job and honestly i don't know when you sleep because I, I i eric's up now eric's up now wow eric is up now that's that's i'll be like <laughs> you know dude you're you're uh I don't, I don't know what what battery you you that's driving you but we could all use a, an extra boost i know i can Eric, um, thank you, dude, for doing this. Uh, I really appreciate it so much. I, everyone's going to just enjoy this. Uh, and, and thank you for spending your time with me, man. All right. Um, I, I Again, and, and, and maybe we'll do it again sooner than later because I got more questions. But again, right. everybody, Eric Larson, thank you um, for, for spending this time with us today. Uh, so here's the deal. I am going to... Uh, stop the recording, but when I go to save it, it's just going to cut us off. Um, 
it immediately <laughs> cuts us off and it'll hang up on you. So you can go ahead and hang up while I spend another couple of minutes tooling around on this. Um, we're, we're not, obviously we're no longer, my engineer will know when to cut it. This All we've right. already hit the end of the show, Eric, seriously. Thank you for this. This is going to be a blast. This is what right. oh. it was a great interview. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So, all right, hang up, and I'll, I'll figure this out on my end. Okay. Talk Thanks to you later. Guys. Bye. Bye. And there you have it. Special thanks to Eric Larson for going long and hanging out with us as long as he did. Wow, there was a lot of stuff I learned today that I didn't know, and I've known Eric 35 years. So, uh, man, what uh, just thank you, Eric Larson, for spending so much time with us, hanging out with us. I am uh, always looking forward to Savage Dragon, always looking more to, to more Savage Dragon and and really looking forward to Ant and seeing uh, what Eric does with this. He has such a passion for this character as he does um, all the things that he uh, that he that he pursues and creates. And uh, whether it's on the double oversized giant paper or the now scaled down, but still bigger than what I drawn and what you draw and it's crazy so thank you eric look forward to all um the great stuff coming from you and uh and just what what an amazing career few few guys that i respect more than eric larson uh he's amazing this is the time on rob observations that we uh read your reviews you guys um it is so important when you leave reviews uh ratings um share subscribe that that is the lifeblood of this of this uh podcast we appreciate it so much we appreciate all the word of mouth that you guys are out there giving um this show we are um going strong and have you to thank for it i read your reviews at the end of every episode and today's reviewed is is from jared gifford jared gifford listening to us on spotify writes Listening to Observations by Rob Liefeld. This is the best place to hear about the future and history of the comic book industry as told by one of its most awesome veterans. Do yourself a favor and give this great podcast a listen and you will get a fantastic education for yourself. Wow, Jared, thank you so much um, for, for that positive uh, reinforcement and just getting out there and, and, and giving us uh, the great reviews and sharing it online as you have cannot appreciate you enough thank you um always uh look forward to reading your guys reviews again i read them at the end of every single episode you guys i'm all over social media i'm on twitter at robert Leifeld. full name uh got a blue check mark next to my name so you'll know it's really me and not some crazy imposter of which there are some on instagram i am at rob Leifeld. uh again blue check it's me say hi i love talking to you guys i love uh you know, uh, uh, reading your guys' messages and your comments, and I just appreciate it so much the interaction that we have. I am all over Facebook, uh, in so many groups, uh, in Eric Larson's Jack Kirby with an exclamation point group. It's the best of all the Kirby groups. I'm in so many groups. I'm in Land of the Lost groups, Planet of the Apes groups, Logan's Run groups. Yes, I am reliving my childhood, <laughs> my childhood on Facebook. Anyway, you guys, I, I love hanging out with you. I love um, interacting with you guys. Definitely, uh, Say hi and let's um let's continue to exchange thoughts, ideas, um, comments, and messages. And uh, this is the time in the show where you promise me, commit to me that you are going to take care of yourself. I take that at face value, and uh, I encourage you to uh, stay safe, 
Did I say stay safe? To stay safe. And we will talk again real soon. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.